You have found the place to be. This is the Self-Love Peddler Show. I'm Sophie McCallum, your personal self-love peddler. Please leave the single narrative, airbrushed, beauty bot images you have been forced fed at the door. Here we examine our relationship with our bodies and the many shapes and nuances our bodies have. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Welcome to the journey. Hello, Tessa DeMann. I am so happy you are here today on the Self-Love Peddler Show, and welcome. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. First and time on any podcast. So. First time on any <laughs> podcast. Well, welcome. You're made for it, I can tell already. Oh. So Tessa, if I may be so bold and tell the world that you are 18 years old, just graduated from high school, and I asked you here today because I admire your self-confidence, you always um, are so approachable, and you're always so complimentary, which I think is a sign of confidence. You're always telling me you like my decorating style, and like you're just so open, and I think it's hard to be open if you're not comfortable in your own skin because you're comparing yourself to others. And and if you're not comfortable in your own skin, if compl- does complimenting others kind of diminish or take away from you because you're always worried about you? But you don't have that. You are pretty darn secure as Tessa demands. So I'm I, blushing over here. Oh, good. Well, blush away. <laughs> but tell me, how did you get to be the wonderful you that you are? Oh, my God. That's like the best question I've ever been asked. But I don't know. I Honestly, it might be also because I feel like around people maybe like the same age as my mom and just women who I look up to already like instantly just by seeing like because I usually I don't feel like I'm the one that's starting off the like good vibes <laughs> in like a relationship or when I'm meeting someone new I feel like I really feel out the energy and then I'm probably more open because I'm for sure shy with some people especially people my age, like I find myself way more comfortable talking to people a little bit older than me just because I feel like, especially women who have like established themselves as like adults, to me, everybody has like their own stuff to figure out and I might not have the most like wisdom in the world, but I really just try to be a listener, I think is the point. is like because I admire that you have figured yourself out and I want to hear kind of what that's like and I think also my mom used to tell me like when you're with someone who has everything to offer you like suck every bit of it up that you can and I feel like I just it's more walking into a new conversation I just want to hear what your perspective is because I feel like I have very much that like mosaic mindset where it's like I take a little bit from every person that I'm with and that's why it's like so important that you surround yourself with people with good energy is because even if you don't intend to or not, you might pick a little bit up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's like talking to you in the way I do is very intentional, I guess. It's just because I want to pick as many pieces up that I can so that I can be a part of like my big mosaic, I guess. So it's not exactly like I'm, I guess, feeling the most confident as my, like I don't really know that consciously. I think because I put thinking about myself aside and I'm more, committed to 
learning about you and like figuring it how we can fit together as like a puzzle piece and how we can like share information and then like share tips and tricks and stuff that's very much so like what my focus is rather than I don't know I think I think it's more like that's like a natural self-confidence I don't really know if that's something that I'm consciously being like focused on that's incredible insight at any age it took me like four decades to figure out what you just summed up (laughs) So that's why you're here, my friend. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's, like, that's more of it. I applaud your curiosity and opening yourself up to learn and seeing the world as this learning opportunity and growth opportunity, again, just shows how comfortable you are as Tessa, right? Mm-hmm. You in your own skin and b- being the good vibe starter. Hello, wonderful, worthy, self-loving women. I'm thrilled to introduce you to my newest course, Mastering Your Love Centers Through Conscious, Compassionate Self-Love. There's a gold medal in being you waiting for you. Are you ready to accept it? This course is about the ever-evolving process of self-love and self-discovery. If fully embraced just like self-love, it is endless and can deliver boundless results. Through this course, you will find yourself living fully as your greatest you. In Flourish and Fly, my introductory course, we talk about learning to love ourselves. We learn to see that we are worth the gold. Here we take action. Here we grab that gold medal. Remember, you can achieve a silver trying to be someone else, but only you have the right to your gold, to your unique glory. Join me inside of Mastering Your Love Centers through conscious, compassionate self-love and grab your gold. It's already yours for the taking. Are you ready? Join me. Your time is now. When I left my apartment this morning, I was feeling so excited to be here and do this podcast and... Um, meet with you. And so I was smiling. And I notice in the city when you smile at New Yorkers, like a genuine <laughs> smile, they smile back for the mm-hmm. most part. And if they don't, that's cool. You never know what's going on. But when you have that genuine smile back and forth, everybody benefits, everybody grows, everybody gets that love. And actually, studies show that your brain can tell the difference between a genuine smile and not a genuine smile. Like the chemicals that are released when someone Mm. is genuinely sending you good vibes, as you put it, like that, your brain knows the difference. So your energy out there is phenomenal. So I, that comfort in your own skin, does that transcend, we're talking a lot about the mental and what you can learn. How comfortable are you with your body? I'd say, to be honest, I think that I... I'm more comfortable with my body than maybe like most people my age. But but in it's not like a constant like thing. It's not like I'm always, you know, everything has ebbs and flows. And I feel like this is something that I would like to change. But I think because in my brain, I don't look at myself as like the ideal body type. I don't put as much pressure on myself. So I think that's kind of like the backwards of how people like kind of see it. For me, I'm like, oh, I'm so far from being what like is perfect that I have to just accept myself what is perfect what is ideal I like literally am thinking of people like on Instagram in my head right now but like I don't know I just think that like I don't know I think that growing up I started out like doing a lot of sports when I was really young and everything that my parents did was framed in like an exercise and health like we want you to be healthy we don't care what you look like which is good on its face, but it's really hard to differentiate from diet culture and health culture. Mm -hmm. And especially when you're growing up, you want to think of all foods and all things that affect your body as like 
good in moderation. I really wanted the mindset that I didn't have to hate on myself for eating something because that those things were good in moderation, but everything is can be toxic in excess. So I think that was something that I had to kind of like go to the side for just because exercise, fitness, all these things were super huge. I mean, my sister, she's a D1 athlete. She went that route the entire way. I think I really was like, I'm not into this like regimented workout, looking at my body in these types of ways. I don't, I don't think like that. And so I think I'm not, I don't work out. Like I maybe work out when like I get a really big energy too. like I'm not someone who can look back on a bunch of things and be like wow That's how I look so good. Like I'm just how I look like I don't really So that's the thing is like I'll look in the mirror and be like this is not really what I want But I'm not really doing anything to change it and I don't really want to like I don't have the like I can sit here and be like oh I don't look like this Instagram model. I don't look like you know all these models and stuff and but I know that I don't really deeply feel that way because I have no urge to be like to pivot my lifestyle I like my lifestyle I look in the mirror and I think I'm pretty I would say that I have ways to go in making sure that I'm like set in that but I don't know I feel like I'm surrounded by a lot of people whose kind of discomfort in themselves pushes them to do really extreme things and to me I'm like if I'm not that messed up about it I cannot put any energy into it. I have other parts of myself I need to work on. Can you tell me about some of the really messed up things the people around you are doing? Oh, I have, I mean, I would say like being like in organized sports. I played volleyball for years and years and years. Volleyball is a sport where a lot of your body is exposed. That can do uh, like other things to you, but like just having to see yourself and like be on display to other people in an athletic way can make you go in your head and be like, are they seeing my skill or are they seeing my body? Like you would be fighting those common, those thoughts all the time. Like what is, what do I look like to outside outsiders? Which is like so common for teenagers, right? That's like all you think about 90% of the time, um, especially girls. And, but at the same time, you're in an extremely competitive environment. And for these girls that I was with, they're trying to get recruited to college. This is like life or death. I, I mean, because that's what we think at the time. But not only are you emotionally like growing so much at that period of time, like what you're, I started when I was 10. I quit when I was 17. That period of time was like my, I would say my biggest period of growth so far in my life, my very short life. And so I feel like I, all those things mixed together caused so many of my people people close to me to be so incapable of seeing the bigger picture and just really feeling that temporary pain and that temporary like comparison because it's like well why is this girl succeeding and I'm not what am I not doing that she is and it's that kind of control like I need to control this I need to control it's getting out of hand that control issue is what a lot of times I saw go inside and those people would no longer be able to look at food as fuel as, as, as you know, it's really just a disease. So I would so say- So how like, would that these, manifest in these would, women, girls? In these girls, I would say, I felt like it always started out with like the mood, like the mood of like, like I feel like women like really like secret 
keep that stuff secret. Like they don't want to, they don't share that and then they start lying. And then when you start lying about one thing, you start lying about other things. And when you're keeping this all in, you start calorie counting and, and then you're calorie counting and then somebody notices and you're like, oh wow, I need to start keeping this secret because if somebody notices, they're going to stop me and I like what I'm doing. Right. So in this, it's then it's that lying and that kind of like isolating yourself with the disease that kind of just like blossoms it into every aspect of your life. And a lot of my friends had to quit playing this sport that they loved. It wasn't that they didn't love it anymore, but they were like, I cannot be tied to something that causes me so many control issues. So what are some solutions? I mean, can... I mean, I've been thinking about that. <laughs> like, I, I, That's all I think about is, is what I could... Can we let these girls put some fucking clothes on? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's it because... <laughs> I mean, I wish. If that makes them more comfortable or, I mean... And and what? It's how also do... it's just it's also just like the culture of like being pitted against another girl, right? And it's what I really like. It's hard for me to find the connection. It's like, what is something that has so much to do with your skill and your hard work and your effort have to do with something that's so disconnected, like what you look in the mirror? But it's At a to time many of you're... them, it's not really like it's not really that. It's something. Inside. deeper that manifests yeah. into controlling what you see in the mirror well you guys also at, at that age your your minds are changing your bodies are changing everything is changing it's a tough time to be put in a skimpy outfit and put on display yeah and um you know one thing that i in my body journey as a 47 year old woman is i've made an active effort to seek out alternate beauty ideals be it on television shows or just around the city, you know, not judging other women, not judging other bodies, looking at other bodies and finding the beauty. Like you said in the beginning, when you talk to, you know, women who are farther along in their lives, you look for something to connect and, and a way for our puzzle pieces to fit together so you can grow your mosaic. I feel that way when, as an adult, when I look at other female bodies and other sizes and shapes, like I want to find the beauty. I want to see the love mm -hmm. everywhere. And in young girls, I mean, there are some pretty crazy statistics that I think, you know, by the age of 17, 78% of U.S. women are unhappy with their bodies. And if I if you line up all the women in the world, there's no way that they aren't all beautiful. Yeah. And certainly 78% of them aren't absolutely as they're meant to be. Yeah, um, so for me, the solution has been just inclusivity. But I have had to consciously bring that inclusivity into my world. And um, hopefully your generation can continue to move that, that needle forward. But I want to go back to something you said. You said early on when you started talking that you are comfortable with your body because you know you're going to never be the ideal. <laughs> so you might as well just be like, fuck it. I mean, yeah. and, you know, are you aware that even with all of your knowledge and maturity around this issue, you're still seeing yourself as like, you're never going to be enough. So you're not even going to try in that department. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for me, I... It's something that I look at as it's not like something that takes up my whole brain. Like, I don't know if this even has anything to do with it, but like I was really, really tall when I was younger and I, there was nothing you can do about height, you know, when you're taller than all the other kindergartners and you, people just look at you as you're, treat you like you're older because you look older. That was a huge thing for my sister because she's like, what now, six foot and she 
obviously was towering over everybody <laughs> in in elementary school and, and we just kind of had this like tall girl syndrome where it was like wow I'm different and I can't change that and you can either kind of go two ways with that you can be like okay I'm different that's it and I'm gonna like try and make sure that I'm but I feel but like I feel like a lot of the thing was like well I really like I really feel pretty in my face like I was like let me just be beautiful in my face and I'll smile a lot and like I'll just be really like I'll just captivate people like up here and I don't need to like really focus on anything else because it's like well I want to make sure that people are drawn to me by like something that I love about myself you know I'm not gonna put so much energy into something that I hate about myself I think that's more of it it's like I don't want to put energy into something that I'm gonna be insecure about just because I see like it's just like I feel like I have a constant overload of seeing like bodies on Instagram and just being like oh my god that's not what I look like right so it's not so much that you believe you'll never measure up as much as like I don't want, you, don't, like, you don't want to I don't want to try to great but it's still it's like I cannot fight the kind of like I think it's like subliminal messaging honestly like of course I cannot is. fight that there's like that part of me that's like if you wanted to you could try and look like something else I mean, that's also it. It's like there's people who like, there's people who look like you and don't like their bodies. I think that's like the big thing for me. It's because I have because of those friends I have that I think are beautiful and amazing and look amazing. And then they don't like their bodies. Right. That's that was huge for me, too, is when you go out on the street and you ask people or you, you know, I've seen interviews like the same thing. Because if somebody looks at me like what? Like, but you go out on the street and, and you hear women ask, like, how do you feel about your body? What do you think about your body? And they have nothing but complaints. The most yeah. common word you hear is disgusting. And you see these women and they're fucking fabulous, you know, and they're. They're just, and I'm only going on visuals of these women because these are just women being asked about yeah. the exterior. And that's what we're talking about here. We're yeah. not, we're not, we're talking about the relationship of our minds to our body and how changing the way we think about our bodies changes the way we feel about our bodies. So I see these women who think so poorly of themselves and I see the beauty. And that's really helped me when I start talking shit because I don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. I still can look at myself and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know, but, but, but I have trained myself to think, fuck that. Like, mm -hmm. first of all, what can my body do? What has my body done? And get over it. And how can I be of yeah, service to the greater good? How can, and, and what I'm really interested in is how can we get the message out to young girls? Cause right, if you want to move the flow of water, you don't do it as the river meets the sea. If you want to move the flow of water, you do it at the source up in the mountains when it's a trickle, you can change that trickle and young girls are that trickle, right? That's like, that's where it all starts. Mm -hmm. By the time we're adults and the rivers <laughs> meet oh, the yeah. sea, I can tell you it's, you can change. I've done it, but it's not easy. It's early. So it's pushing the narrative of many kinds of beauty and things such as cellulite being <laughs> beautiful, things like stretch marks being beautiful. Um, my son will probably kill me for saying this, but my littlest, you know, is he's a heavy set kid and he's starting to get stretch marks on his belly. And um, he said to me the other day, are stretch marks bad? 
And I was so thankful for my stretch marks. I've had stretch marks on my breasts my whole life. And I have some on my thighs and my butt. And I was so thankful to be able to, are they bad? No, look at this. This is the story of my life. Let me tell you about how I got these, you know? And I have a wonderful um, book, coffee table book called The Bodies of Mothers. And it has all of these beautiful photographs of stretch marks and bodies post-baby. And, um, you know, how can we encompass all the young children, but particularly women? It's to be okay with who they are and just be, just be and know and spread that love. And that's really the message of this podcast and what we're figuring out. You know, if we change the way we think about ourselves collectively, we change the way we feel about ourselves. If we change the way we think about each other, we change the way we feel about each other. Mm-hmm. And that's an amazing movement that I see you as part of um, in the way you carry yourself and the way you communicate and the way you are so open and you want to learn. It shows tremendous confidence at your age. And I'm just so thankful that you were here today. Thank you. And gave me your knowledge and your time because you are awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tessa. If you are craving to go deeper on your self-love and body love journey, please join me inside my private Facebook group, The Self-Love Shack. We meet once a week to continue our discussions and go deeper. You can also check out my self-love courses and coaching options at selflovepeddler.com. Follow the link in the show description for more details. I leave you with this. The only way to end women's cycle of body shaming, judgment, and self-loathing is through a common pact and plan to change the way we collectively think about our bodies and the bodies of those around us. Sending you peace.